This episode of the Cinema Vention Podcast is brought to you by Rotting Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, and Wearmall 3. If you want to become one of the names listed, go support the show today at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Hi, I'm W. Scott is one, and I have not seen the movie Demolition Man. <gasps> Increasing his cultural IQ, one movie at a time. This is Cinemavention. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today we'll be discussing the movie Demolition Man, which my guest has seen before, making his first appearance on the show. Please welcome Bob Callahan. You might know him in the chat room as Bob Callie. How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Absolutely. All right, let's do this. Thing. Absolutely, man, dude. I, uh, I I remember meeting you uh, for the first time uh, back when we did uh, Curly Con in San Diego. That was a ton of fun, man. And. Uh, oh. I'm hoping to make the trip out to San Diego again, uh, but we'll we'll see. I don't know. Um, couldn't make it last yeah, same. year. Same. Yeah, yeah. Same. But uh, but yeah, but that was fun, man. Uh, that was kind of like my first sort of like you know coming out of COVID doing doing traveling sort of thing there. So that was that was really fun. I enjoyed that a lot. So honestly, oh, that was the second one for me. I saw finally earlier that summer, but oh yeah, fair enough then. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it was great then. And I'm so glad that uh, you're here to talk about this movie here. And so let's go ahead and begin here. So Demolition Man is available for rent or purchase on DVD and Blu-ray and physical stores and on all major Internet distributors. I rented it through Amazon Prime, uh, but it is currently not available to stream anywhere in the United States as of right now. Of course, check justwatch.com if that changes in the future. I have seen it swap hands a couple of times streaming-wise, so so you'll definitely want to check for that. Uh, Demolition Man was released by Warner Brothers on October 8th, 1993. The movie was directed by Marco Brambilla and stars Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock, Nigel Hawthorne, and Benjamin Bratt and Bob Gunton. The movie had a budget of 45 to 77 million and made 159.1 million in the theaters. Uh, Bob, do you remember when you first saw this movie? Was it in theaters or? Uh, not quite in theaters. I'm pretty sure I saw either a VHS or DVD sometime in the 90s. Either that or possibly cable as well. I don't yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of people I've been talking to say like um Amos I know um Amos and Kent I know um have watched a lot of movies through HBO cuz they'll run it through HBO sometimes. So uh so oh, that yeah. seems to be another common way people would watch, especially I suppose in the early days of the internet like before the internet was really, you know, viable for streaming, well, I guess, well, right? Yeah, I mean, this- Oh yeah, I mean this movie came out in 1993, so yes. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. So conceivably, it would probably come on HBO at some point, I would imagine. So, so yeah, man. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about this movie. And I got to tell you, man, this was this was an interesting movie to cover because it was it was yet another future um, related movie, like going into the future. And this one's kind of a unique movie because um, and and what's what's interesting about this is that I know that a lot of the movies we tend to cover here. I don't know. For some reason, um, you know, 
going into the future, whether it be via time travel or just setting the scene in the future, for whatever reason, I guess just kind of captivates audiences. Um, I don't know what it is, but uh, uh, but me and a me and a bunch of nerds thinking about the future, nah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess it kind of comes from science fiction uh, if you think about it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, 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 for sure. But uh, but this movie is kind of um, at first you think, oh, it's a utopia, right? Because um, because you have the scene, uh, you have the scenes that happen in 1996, which we'll get to in just a second. But um, but it's kind of disguised as a utopia at first. You know, we're in the year 2032. It's like this fantasy world that we're kind of living in where crime rates have, you know, basically essentially dropped to zero um, and everything is kind of peaceful or so we think anyway um thing is it it also look besides the sunshine it actually looks kind of drab because nobody wears very bright colors and yeah i guess everyone's kind of have like a bland style i guess yeah um or at least bland colors with robes and whatnot yeah yeah for sure but um but but it's kind of a it starts becoming um you know, obvious towards, you know, further along in the film that it really is a dystopia kind of trying to disguise as a utopia. And you slowly realize that in order to get to this supposed utopia state that everyone is living in, you basically have to kind of give up a lot of freedoms um, in order to accomplish that task. Right. And um, I don't know, it's uh, it, you turned out, it turns out it's maybe not the lifestyle that um, that we would want to live. Right. And also any undesirables that don't want to live this way end up elsewhere, as we learn later in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they end up down in the uh, basement. Yeah, absolutely. But specifically, yeah. Basement, interesting way to put that. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, I I said basement indistinctly, but yeah, no, I'm more bet under the ground. Yeah, you're right. Um, Well, and you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the fact that the museum is down in, you know, presumably the sort of basement of that building except yeah like it's it's kind of it's underground like you said so um but but basically anything that is deemed quote-unquote immoral or unhealthy uh which apparently has a wide-ranging meaning to sports alcohol swearing eating meat and having sex now being illegal in this universe um and interestingly enough i gotta say that uh, one could make the case that a portion of this actually came true um, because included in that list is the fact that abortion is illegal in this universe. And, um, well... Well, wait, think <laughs> about it. Given the way it's explained how they do procreation and such, you got to figure there are no condoms or anything of that variety around either. Yeah, yeah, I guess all the condoms disintegrated somehow, I guess, in the earthquake. <laughs> and also you figure, well, since they're not having sex, we don't really need condoms now, do we? Yeah, that's, I guess that's true, yeah. Well, and yeah, and, and you're not, um, yeah, you're not really procreating in the although, uh, in the typical sense, Although we right? did get the one woman on the video phone that uh, kind of dialed the wrong number and had her boobies out. But. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, it, it was, um... I think it was um uh what's his name uh, John Spartan yeah when he was coming back from his room I completely forgot about that but yeah you're right and it's the only instance of boobs we actually see in the movie I think too which is hilarious yes. 
Um, I guess she was calling someone from the shower for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I, I guess they still have sexy time films, but uh, but you but the act of actually having sex is well, forbidden. This was, I guess this looked like a video call, like like a FaceTime, except a huge monitor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. I was thinking it's it like, was, oh god, wrong number. Yeah, okay. I guess it was kind of yeah. I I kind of tended. I thought that was kind of more like a video, like an interactive video or something. But yeah, I guess. Yeah, because they have video calling in this universe, and so do we, right? I mean, that is one of the things that they got right, you know. Um, But on the note of um, on the note of having sex, it's uh, the thing that solidified it for me that this was a dystopia was that helmet-looking device that um, John that John Spartan and Huxley are wearing when they Mm want to have sex. Like her definition of having sex is putting on this helmet, which I can only like describe as like kind of an oculus rift except it's not because it's like in a helmet yeah Yeah, it's a helmet no visor or anything yeah which i don't know horizon i assume they have a way to yeah stimulate uh, stimulate the certain parts of the brain and yada 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 they don't really explain that part yeah they really don't yeah is it yeah because that was going to be my theory is like yeah either like they're they have like brain waves or there's something connected because they all have chips implanted in them at this point. Right. So like, or at least the ones that aren't frozen in the, um, in the prison have chips in them now. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. presumably those chips are what maybe induces the reaction. I would think like that's Either just my the theory. Chips or as I said, I, I feel like those things go on their head so it can dis- stimulate those certain pleasure parts of the brain, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I will say though that um you know, it's it well cuz it's virtu- it, it kind of remi- it's kind of like virtual sex kind of, I guess, you know, because you know, for because exchanging bodily fluids is, you know, that's forbidden. Mm-hmm. That's gross, right? Here's what I will say about although that. They, though. Although they never yeah. did explain if there's any sort of physical reaction on either end, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looked like sh- she was feeling something right like um right. It, def- it definitely felt like uh I mean, we don't know we don't know if he's getting a boner or yeah real we don't yeah but um but here but on the one hand i do agree that some of the things that we do are kind of considered gross and i think that's kind of funny that they were sort of like having a little riff on that However, you know, like taking away physical sex should not be allowed on, in any timeline that we're living then, in. <laughs> then I, I mean, obviously they didn't say anything about it in the movie, but I would suspect some people are probably doing that sort of thing on the sly anyway. Yeah, probably. I mean, the other thing that kind of was weird to me was the fact that, you know, um, that um, that Huxley is apparently just apparently gets horny after fighting takes place. Which I thought was yes. kind of a little dumb, if I'm going to be honest. Like, what? I, I don't know. I well, well, I suppose when fighting is more or less verboten, I, I imagine for some people. I mean, she is that that era's version of a girl who wants the bad boy. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like, yeah, it's, it's like the thrill of you know, this is a forbidden thing. I guess. And remember, her apartment was the only one that had any actual color because it had like all sorts of old stuff like that old jukebox and some of the other memorabilia, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 I guess my other criticism of their relationship is that it definitely feels like like you could see their relationship from a mile away. I feel like right, like oh, as soon oh, of course, yeah, like as soon as they start working together, I knew instantly within the first like thirty minutes of the film that they were going to end up together That's at the end. How a lot of action films work. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. <sighs> I, I, I have a little bit of I, I, I get why they did that, but yeah, I guess I have a slight different um you know, sort of preposition on that, I guess is I don't know if that's the right word. And but, also but she's yeah. like the only like woman you see on a regular basis in this movie. Yeah. Too. That is true, yeah. Because 'cause it's her and like um and like the one woman on the video call, but other than that, like, yeah, I don't. Well, think there's the woman that was calling him a Neanderthal and stuff at Taco Bell. Oh yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah. Um, but uh, but another thing that's banned is the use of swearing, which is which is a very funny trope throughout the, the fuck film. You, say? <laughs> you have received one violation. <laughs> but yeah, that fine week. Find one credit for violation of the verbal morality code or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's such a funny trope throughout the film because uh, the the amount of infractions and fines that go off throughout this movie from all of the characters involved, like, you know, especially um, <laughs> especially uh, um, Spartan, um, who he's just like, keeps getting them one after the other after the other, like in the police station or whatever. The fact that they even have one in the police station is kind of weird. Well, too. Remember, yeah. Also remember that, that he used it to get, get himself toilet paper because he didn't know how to use three sheets. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was his, that was his clever loophole. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was amazing. I, I did enjoy that. Um, but also, apparently, um, if you swear too many times, it actually um, pins your pinpoints your location, and the police get called out. And um, and Wesley Snipes, aka Simon Phoenix, which, by the way, he he plays such a great villain character. By the way, can we can we agree on yeah, that? He is very much joke. I would almost say Joker light in that he just wants to watch the world burn. Like, yeah. They don't really explain why he's evil. Or he's just kind of is. Yeah, he just is. I mean, other than the fact that the, the only explanation we really have is that Dr. Raymond kind of puts like some stuff in the um, like oh, when he's yeah, frozen but- in the ice, like that makes him quote, m- more evil. But yeah, there's not really an explanation as to why he's evil. Like from the start, we just know that, hey, you know, he's evil, right? He's a bad guy to the point where he killed like 30 guys before. John Spartan got there in 1996 and yeah. And and more or less somehow friend. Yeah. Yeah. I have a problem with that and we'll get to it later on in the, uh, later on, but yeah, I have a major problem with that because, uh, because that's not how that's supposed to work. But, uh, but before we get to that, um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, that, that was, that was kind of um, funny. Like, you know, Phoenix wearing so many times that getting cornered by the police. Um, but um, like that, like that's the moment I felt like, like, wh- like, because at that particular point, it's like, oh, you think we're living in a u- utopia? I think that's the tur- that was the turning point for me when I slowly started to realize how fucked up. I'm I'm sorry, you have received one violation. <laughs> no, but uh, but but it, you realize like how messed up this universe is, you know, like 
that was the turning point for me. Like, what? When was it for you? Do you think? No, it was before that. I mean, when you think about it. They're like, well, for one, when they were starting to find people for swearing before that. <laughs> True. Yeah, and I guess the police station kind of had like because they went over kind of everything that was forbidden. Um, um. You know, once they unfroze. Well, she quite literally said it. Everything that is "quote unquote" bad for you, thus illegal. Right. Exactly. As Sandra Bullock put it. Right. Yeah. But and and but and it's also like at that point, it's like who def- whoever defined what was immorally bad. You know what I mean? Like at at, at that point, that was um that was sort of a weird, yeah, interesting it was, take. What, contact sports, meat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Else. Yeah. Well, yeah, an abortion, I guess, because, you know. <laughs> yeah, sex. Sex of any variety. Right, like yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and I mean, it's, yeah, it, I, yeah, and I don't know, like, I, I don't know, like, I, 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 there's a, there's a longer rant that I could go on in terms of how that's actually coming true, and, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier when I was talking about the abortion comment, but, uh, but, yeah, I think it's actually kind of a little too scarily accurate you know to uh, our current society right now that's that's all i'll say <laughs> also i i think maybe when i really felt it is when they when lenina huxley explains procreation essentially yeah yeah well and and they described it kind of as like you know you just pick out a a child from like this like they literally didn't they quite literally say like you just pick a child from the store kind of like that's kind of you how know, she described it i don't remember it. that but I don't remember that, but they did say like it's got to be a licensed person. There's right mm-hmm. no kind of fluid transfer, you know. Mm-hmm. No, so you don't even get to have fun oh, when right. you're having a baby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was in like a lab. Yeah, they like they like procreate in the lab, and that's how they like in, instead of um instead of you know procreating like they like. No, I don't think they ever explained it if they ever even like stuff them in a in a womb or whatever. No, I don't. I don't think they. I mean, yeah. the The furthest explanation I think we got is that they go to a lab of some degree. I think, yeah, yeah. Now Something it's like slowly that. coming back to me. Now, yeah. Um, but uh, but that um, but that interaction with uh with Phoenix uh there at the uh, at the phone booth, it does lead to one of my favorite lines of the whole movie, uh, where Rob Schneider's character Irwin um st- just exclaims. We're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. <laughs> Easily probably my favorite line of this whole movie, man. Yeah. Man, there's no violence in the in the war room. <laughs> yeah, there's no violence in the war room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I see what you're doing there with the Dr. Strangelove reference. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> um yeah, check out that episode of Cinema Invention 2 if you haven't already. It's it's pretty it's a pretty good episode. Um but uh, but I guess that kind of leads to like this underground community that um, that Eggard Friendly is sort of you know because they're trying to like basically fight back against it right and they're sort of I guess, I guess they're kind of like the quote unquote homeless people of of this town I guess you could say right yeah, like I'm I'm honestly shocked LA didn't think of that like just throwing them in the sewers. <laughs> well because they don't have the uh they don't have the infrastructure yet, yet in our timeline G- give it another nine years <laughs> so, so are you predicting the big one right now um <laughs> I, I i don't hold any responsibility for that <laughs> 
but uh but well yeah and and it's funny you mentioned that because um because yeah because you have this entire community under the ground and and it's interesting because it, it, it's it's weird because it appears that they have kind of built this town like the town of san angeles which i think is kind of an interesting name because it's because it's basically because saying it's like a huge area, right? Yeah, I mean, we said San Diego, Los Angeles, all the way up to Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, right? Yeah, those all, all three of those places just merged into one city, and they just sort of like slapped it on top of the ruins of um, the California earthquake, which they definitely got wrong, and uh, and we'll we'll talk about that in just a moment. In fact, um, the kind of the uh, kind of the next thing I wanted to go over was, you know, kind of going over what they got right and wrong. Right. And, you know, since, and like I said, this, since this is yet another film based in the future, we can sort of take a look at some of the things they got right. Because even though this movie takes place kind of nine years from our timeline, which, which by the way, I can't believe that it's only nine years away from when this movie takes place. Like I, I'm sure it felt like so long ago back in 93 when it came out. But uh, but yeah, we are nine years away from this future. Oh, remember, the movie starts like just three years after this movie was made. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and um, and yeah, because it yeah because it begins in ninety six. Um, but um, but it was interesting because they got a lot of things right. And for example, if you saw um, Doctor Raymond's is sort of having like a conference room meeting. Yeah. Um, the camera zooms out. And you can see all the people sitting at the table are like virtual pods on a screen, and they look almost identical to those. You, you know, you remember those like you robots? Know, yeah, the, the essentially the Segway with an iPad on it. Essentially. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks exactly like that. Right? Like almost to the T to that design. Except that's a bigger screen because 1994, and they're well, sure, more yeah. or less square. But yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And it's exactly like one of those systems that you, yeah, you put an iPad on and it just wheels around like that. Yeah. Uh, although I don't think they ever explain who he's actually talking to. Is this like, I don't know, city yeah. council or something? I, I think it's supposed to be, yeah, I think it's supposed to be meant just like a conference meeting type of thing. I don't think he's speaking to any one person directly. Oh, um, yeah, I know. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. The table. It, it's a little odd that they put everyone all those screens like around an actual table that's yeah i guess yeah i guess if you were um making this movie now yeah they would just be in like a zoom window on like some gigantic screen right like i guess that would be kind of how you would do it nowadays but um but but the idea is still sound though i mean presumably you could do it that way yeah and um but but here's the thing also too because it because they did predict kind of teleconferencing right and you know thanks to the pandemic it's a real thing that um, that takes place and so you know presumably you could you could reasonably make the argument that they're just all on Zoom right like that's kind yeah. of uh, I mean, yeah. teleconferencing was something of a thing in 1993 but it was a lot rougher to do oh yeah probably involved satellites and. Sure. It yeah. Was, it was a much more messy in 1993, but you could do it. Right. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, yeah. But in this universe of 2032, like that is completely feasible that they're just like, yeah, yeah. Like this is they're basically just all on Zoom is what they're doing. And yeah, like like I said, I mean the screen, yeah, like you said, the screens look like CRT. Sure, but you know, I'll I'll give it a pass, right? Like because because right. it's like you know they they couldn't have predicted that. So, but and I mean even then, it's like. 
you know, even if you account for that, you know, like it's still like the shape and everything and the way it's set up, like I could still, I could still conceivably see a way where those pods would have to be that thick for all the electronics to work. Right. So it's, it's amazing. They absolutely got that right. And I can't believe it, man. Um, you mentioned it uh, earlier. We were, um, we, uh, it, the movie actually begins. It, it actually takes place in 1996. So before we talk more about 2032, we'll go back to the first time period in 96 that they show. Um, and, and yeah, and you might have forgotten that this opening scene actually takes place in 1996, but the movie came out in 93. So it's safe to say that, you know, because it was only three years into the future when this movie was released, it was probably safer, you know, that they were going to get things right with this one. And um, I I, th- I thought it was kind of interesting because I feel like they were really setting the tone of this movie mm-hmm. really good with the fact that the Hollywood sign on fire yes. is the first thing you see in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean. And obviously, they thought uh, Los Angeles is going to be a total hellhole by 1996. Yeah, I mean, some people still think it's a hellhole, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not that kind of hellhole. Uh, yeah, sure. Fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, like, um, 96 was, yeah, I guess that was kind of an inter- interesting year. What Do you remember when the L.A. riots were? Those That was before. Actually, it would have been about 1992 or 93 when Rodney King got beat. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, uh, so it was, yeah, so they were kind so of... So it would have been right around the time they made that movie. Got it, yeah, yeah, so they were just, yeah, I guess they were just kind of assuming that those would continue on and just continue at, to escalate for the next three years, I guess that was kind of their their um, their um way, I guess, of uh, inter- of showing that, I guess, I don't know, that's that's interesting. Um, But uh, yeah, no, that, but the, yeah, it, it is kind of like a, a hellscape, and to be honest, I think like the, I think the idea is right that they are, you know, like, I don't know, like, I feel like maybe they were just a little too early in terms of how messed up it is. But conceivably, um, some might argue that we could head straight down that path if we're not careful uh, nowadays, you know, so I don't know. But um, something to think about, I guess. But um. Although this movie does seem to make an argument that you make the argument that you need like strong cops and you know all of that jazz and yeah yeah I mean yeah but but this was ninety three so I mean you know <laughs> um and in fact um it, and it was interesting because um because uh, Curtis and I had a sort of like a similar uh, conversation about this on the house party episode and 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 it was interesting hearing um. Curtis's take sort of on um, sure. how the police relations were back then. I, I highly encourage everyone to take a listen to that episode too, because, because that was uh it gives a lot more insight into that time period for sure. Um, but, uh, but, but it was interesting um, for me because, um, because, because Spart- we see Spartan at the very beginning who is working, uh, who is working with the police. I think he's sort of like an employee of the police basically but he's uh, I'm pretty sure he's a cop. I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he's but he has but he's I guess he's sort of like the special badass cop that can just like bungee jump down from a helicopter, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but well, uh, given given how bad everything was in that era, they were probably treating all the cops like military at that point. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
but uh, but but he's but he's been tasked to take out Simon Phoenix, who who has hostages that he's killed or so we thought. But then we do find out later that, yes, in fact, he did kill them before the building exploded. And here's my big problem with this scene. I, I have a very major problem with this scene. Why would the cops just take the criminal's word for it, right? right? Because because basically their evidence for for locking up John Spartan is, oh, the criminal just said, oh, I didn't kill the um, I didn't kill the uh, the hostages. And, and then another cop said there were bodies everywhere, and et cetera, et cetera. Right, and he was the, and he also went on to imply that he was uh, that he was, you know. I told him that they were alive, but he just did was insisted on killing me. And I'm like, you're the police. Why would you trust a damn thing? He says, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and like this, presumably this one phrase that's uttered by the criminal, like Phoenix in this case is responsible for locking John Spartan up. Right. Like, um, like no administrative leave, no, you know, no fair trial, no nothing. Right. At, at least at, at least that we don't see anyway. Sure. Yeah. I guess you can make the argument that maybe they just didn't show it for the story's sake. But still, man, like you're really going to take this criminal's word over over the cop. I mean, like in that particular instance, it's like I, I'd be highly suspicious of anything the the criminal said at that point. Right. So like from the start, I feel like this is sort of failed logic as to why he ended up in that. Um, in that freeze, um, in that cryo prison or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like they could have probably written that a little better. I don't know. uh, I don't know. Do you, do you think so? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, I I was, I just kind of wonder, okay, do we have like a judge dread situation going on where they just try to convict him right there? I mean, we don't really know that, do we? Yeah, just funny because Stallone would go on to do Judge Dredd, like three or four years later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that another movie I gotta watch? Um, uh, I don't know if you want to. That movie's pretty bad. Oh, oddly, oddly, also with Rob Schneider. Oh, really? Huh. Interesting. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let let me know if I should watch but this movie. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe that's more a movie party watch. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> but uh, if I should let me know if I should watch it on the show. Email at cinemavention dot com. Send me an email, and um, if you want me to watch that movie for this show. Um, but back to twenty thirty two here. So, like I said, there's a lot of things that they got right, and and I will say that there are some that they accidentally got right, and I'll go over what I mean by that in just a moment. But one thing they definitely got right is Sandra Bullock, um, a.k.a. Huxley, um, taking a video call in a self-driving car. Like, that just screams 2032 to me, right? Like, we may not be in that future right now, but I guarantee you nine years from now, we absolutely will be, right? I would. I would certainly hope so. And maybe Elon Musk watched this movie and, hey, I can do this without any thought to it or whatever yeah yeah well i mean because if you think about it right it's like you've got that big screen inside the tesla and i know i think you can do video calls on it if you're if i'm not mistaken so yeah i don't know if i would want to but yeah i mean yeah presumably you could hypothetically right (laughs) but Mm -hmm. yeah whether you would want to is a whole nother matter i guess yeah um 
but yeah, and I, 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 that's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if Elon Musk did see. I, I have to imagine he's seen this movie for sure. Uh, although I have to imagine there are other movies that do similar things too. Sure. Well, I mean, there's definitely. I mean, because we um we saw it with um oh what's it called uh Fifth Element where um where they took the approach of flying cars um and I believe they were autonomous. Although actually, wait, no, I don't think they were autonomous. Now that I think about it, in that movie, so hmm, interesting. I, I I think this is kind of I this I think this is going to be the most accurate uh, portrayal though because because that's the thing too is like yeah they Fifth Element went with flying cars and presumably they could have easily done that too just like um you know Back to the Future did uh, predicting we would have flying cars in 2015 right but I think it's interesting they chose yeah, also not these to, are right? also the it seems like these are electric cars too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And and we are definitely heading in that direction when it comes to electric cars, for sure. I think um, there's a lot of car manufacturers that announced, like, even as early as, like, you know, last year or whatever, that they're going all electric by a certain year. So, um, so yeah, no, conceivably, like, yeah, that... And and yeah, and I think it even did say it was um, electric. I certainly didn't see any gas stations anywhere <laughs> in this uh, no, universe. No, remember, he, I think it was John Spartan stuffed those uh, one of those glow sticks into the essentially the battery compartment and actually blew the car up, mm-hmm. overloading it or whatever. I'm not. I forget how exactly they explained that, but yeah, yeah. But um, but the other part that was interesting is while she while Sandra Bullock is on that video call, the person on the other side of the call at the police station is is like receiving it on a um, on a tablet like device, albeit it was a it was a very thick boy. Like it was a thick tablet, right? <laughs> yes, it was like, you know, even the original I think iPad. Star Trek, I think Star Trek had uh, thinner tablets. In the yeah. 60s. Right. Yeah. Even the original iPad wasn't that thick, like when it first debuted, but, but the concept was still right though. Right. Like it was still like, um, you know, taking a video call on a tablet, like that's conceivably, you know, that's, yeah, you could easily do that. So yeah, I mean, yeah, dimensions might be wrong, but the concept's still the same. So, um, I don't, I don't get how this one would work. Um, spray painting, um, spray paints on a sign and or building. I assume we only see it on a sign, but I assume this would transfer into a building too. Like, mm-hmm. it instantly somehow gets removed in the future. I don't know how you would go about doing this though. Like, yeah. I- don't entirely know it seemed something electrical i don't know yeah maybe also for the actual movie it looked like they actually cgi'd that shit too oh sure i'm sure they did yeah i wonder if it's like an instance of like um because they have those um you know how um you, you can put your phone and these were popular during the pandemic because everyone was concerned about germs where you would put your phone in like this um sort of like uh uv light sort of thing that would supposedly kill germs if you put it in it or something maybe it's something like that i don't, I don't know, know. I, I never did that although it was clearly electrical like who knows i mean they, it was definitely a bit of a i don't know if you call it a MacGuffin, but yeah yeah i mean i don't know like i i definitely um i, I that that just makes that just is what makes the most sense to me i mean yeah i could be wrong on that but yeah um, 
I did like I did like that Radio Shack reference that Phoenix makes as he's shooting up the museum. Well, I forget. Well, I mean, in 1993, it was still a thing. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and he was like, yeah. So I totally get that, right? Because he, I, I forget what he needed the batteries for. Was it? Um, it was that. It was that uh, future gun that they. Ah, uh, yep, that's what it was. it was. Yeah, the quote unquote future gun, which I think is kind of strange, but um. I don't know about you, Bob, but I have some very fond memories of going to my local mall. Uh, uh, unfor- like- unfortunately, I, I was always in a small town, so no Radio Shack where I grew up. Oh, it's interesting you say that, right? Because, because um, yeah, because I kind of grew up in a small town, too. But but we did have a very small mall, and that was, I very distinctly remember going to my local mall. And when you would walk in, like, the very first shop that you'd see on the right was a Radio Shack. And, you know, for me, that was like, you know, tech heaven for me because, you know, we didn't really have a Best Buy or anything else like it close by. So, like, yeah, I would have had my hometown. I would have had to go about an hour away into Minnesota to get to a Best Buy or Radio Shack or even a fucking Blockbuster. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oof. Blockbuster. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, we did, of course, have local video places that were probably oh sure yeah and we had family video and stuff too yeah which has since gone under but yeah um well i mean i'm considerably older this was before family video was a thing oh sure 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 shout out to video land and video to go of ashland wisconsin oh right on right on um but yeah um i mean yeah like this was like well and it's interesting too because i feel like they sort of accidentally got it right right because he um because he's like do they have a Radio Shack in this universe? And we never see one, right? So I feel like they kind of accidentally got that one right, you know? <laughs> oh, you never see anything really shopping, really. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they have a restaurant, but they said something about they grew past the need for money or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and, and of course, you know, Taco Bell is the one that uh, won the franchise. Although it's wars. weird to say they grew past the need for money, but yet they're finding credits, whatever those are, for swearing. Yeah. Yeah. That's wait. Yeah. How does that work then? Yeah. Because if they've gone past think- money, hmm. Maybe they just, maybe they, I wonder if it's like a, like a, um, like a tapless, uh, Sort of like a like a well, like a tap and go their, situation, yeah. Well, yeah, I think they use the chip that's inside them to do that. Well, yeah, true, true, yeah. Presumably, yeah, I guess that chip would have NFC in it, right? Like, I mean, because that that or, would be the only way. Whatever their equivalent would be, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because like, yeah, because if we're talking in our universe, yeah, it would have to be an an NFC chip planted in them that would, you know, it, it, it's like those um uh those Amazon Go stores where you can just walk out um with and it'll just charge your Amazon account, you know, rather than going through the checkout line. So yeah, presumably you could make an argument that that's what they were talking about. Right. Um, but, uh, another reference that's not around now is laser disc, man. I, that was crazy to hear them say laser disc, uh, during this movie. Um, I never had a laser disc. I never had a laser disc. We were a VHS family. A, a lot, a lot of people did not have laser disc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be fair, true. That's right. Um, That's but, why it died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what? It, 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 the VHS versus um, laser disc. That was. 
I feel like that was was that like eight late eighties, early nineties time period, right? No, no, it wasn't even much of a fight. The, well, sure, the fight yeah. was in the early eighties. Was between Beta and VHS, right? Yeah, Betamax. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I guess sort of Laserdisc came around, and then you know, no one, no one adopted oh, it. For one, la- well, yeah, because Laserdiscs were as big as records, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and and, and I get and a, I I I guess Laserdisc kind of laid the foundation, if you think about it, for DVDs. You know, oh, it's sure. not the same thing, obviously, but certainly laid the groundwork for it, I guess. But um, and I mean, even even my household, we were slow to adopt to DVD. I mean, we eventually did in like the mid two thousands, but I feel like I had, I feel like DVDs were certainly around uh, long before. Oh, I mean, then. My, yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, my first DVD player as was for a lot of people people was a PlayStation 2. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, cuz it just, it was just built Cuz it was right? cheaper than DVD. Yeah, yeah, and it was cheaper than most regular DVD players were at that time. Right. Well, and and yeah, and it was one of the and, and I think it was I it was either I think it was the PlayStation 3 that came out with Blu-ray support first, right? Uh yeah, cuz Sony was the big uh one on Blu-ray. And, right. Yeah. And the Xbox had uh had uh hd dvd oh and yeah that was a format war that sony won right yeah another uh another casualty of the format wars hd dvd man yeah dude i yeah i very vaguely remember those days but yeah um but uh but we i i mentioned it about with the uh with the with the conference room full of you know these virtual pods or whatever but speaking of accidentally getting it right um I there I noticed that there were a lot of people that re-examined this movie post COVID and realized that there were kind of things that the movie got right kind of accidentally after the fact um, that perhaps maybe they didn't get right before and including the fact that there are that there are no handshakes in this universe no one handshakes like it's all just you know hand motions basically yeah, to the point where. Uh where Spartan sees this one old friend that was still in the forest and they shook hands and people were like, what? Like, yeah, what are you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, you mentioned it earlier, the fact that there's no toilet paper. I mean, I that, that was sort of riffing more on the on the toilet paper shortage that we had at the start of the pandemic, which was, <laughs> which was a stupid thing, by the way, because uh, the only yes. reason there was a shortage was because people were freaking the fuck out about it. <laughs> like, there wasn't yes, an actual shortage. It was just trust me. Yeah. I I worked in a Walmart at the time, so yes, yeah, I, yeah. It was so stupid, right? Because like, yeah, because you would know firsthand, right? Because seeing, seeing our entire toilet pipe beer aisle empty was fucking weird, man. <laughs> yeah, man, and but yeah, but that was the crazy except part. About oddly, it. for the except oddly, I would see like dude wipes there. That's about it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sure. No, but uh, well, because that was the stupidest part, right? Is that like people, um, well, people bought it in bulk because they were irrationally fearing that there was a toilet paper shortage when the, in fact there was no toilet paper shortage, right? Like it was just that people just all of a sudden just bought them in bulk and were hoarding them at that I point. Think part, I think part of it was people who were thinking they were gonna have to stay home for quite a while too. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, but you know, I mean, is, I mean, again, working at Walmart when. One thing that happened is Walmart became everyone's uh, one socializing place. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you couldn't really, especially in those first couple months of the pandemic, you really couldn't go anywhere else, right? Like you were. Yeah, um, restaurants were closing, but the streets were like eerily empty. It was weird. Oh, yeah. Time. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That was definitely a weird time. Yeah. I, uh, (laughs) yeah. Let's hope we don't have to go back to that because that was weird. (laughs) But, um, but uh, but yeah, but there's no uh, there's no handshakes. I here's here's what I don't understand though about because there's no toilet paper. And you mentioned it earlier. You had the three um or, or I guess seashells. it was seashells more so than they were rocks. But um, mm-hmm. I still don't know how those work. Like how how would you how how would that work? How how? I know the only thing I can think of is I mean there's a lot of speculation in the watch party that it was some sort of day system. But yeah, and maybe maybe. Shells are like uh, like less powerful, more powerful, and uh, and like even more powerful. I guess. Like, yeah, I don't know. See, my here's my theory. My theory, I think it's because uh, because presumably junk food has been outlawed in this uh, in this town, and and but also that doesn't quite make sense because Taco Bell is still around. But anyway, um, oh yeah, but Taco Bell even had like the, this weird like almost pill like food that yeah yeah i mean yeah i, mean, I, I don't I, know your friendly dudes were trying to steal they didn't yeah i don't know yeah are, are people still uh yeah are, are people still having um they never really answer that if people are still having bathroom we'll say issues after eating taco bell <laughs> in this universe but i but yeah, i but, but, remember all restaurants are taco Bell. right yeah 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 but but they, uh, but but they just don't like. I, I, my or, theory is, or they, if you're in Europe, all restaurants are pizza. Yeah, yeah, well, well yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, that's what's crazy too. Is yeah, because I didn't know this, but apparently, um, uh, you know, like yeah, apparently Taco Bell was used in the U.S. version of this um movie, and yeah, and Pizza Hut was sort of um used in the international versions of this movie. I guess it, yes, from what I can tell, it was just because Taco Bell wasn't as widely known outside the U.S., I guess. Oh, yeah, that, that is very much it. And they're both owned by the same brand, so it works right, out. Right, right. Mm-hmm. They still by get Pepsi their money's Co. worth out of, uh, however, out of however much money they paid uh, the demolition man people to do that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're still getting their money. So it's like, yeah, no, it doesn't matter to them, I'm sure, yeah. Um. But uh, but it, but still, my theory my theory is is that maybe because they have they're eating all the same food all the time because bad food is considered illegal, then they just don't like then they just don't shit that much because they have a normal quote unquote diet. I guess I don't know <laughs> or a consistent oh, it diet. Like I they, say. I, it sounds like they only drink water, so they're probably pissing a lot though. Well, sure, yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, and well, yeah, and and so it's like the one time you do have to shed, it's like then you just use the the three seashells and you're good. <laughs> so, I uh, by the way, I did not expect a Jeffrey Dahmer reference in this movie. Yes, it's crazy. Well, I think in 1993 he had just been put away. So right and it's crazy like hearing that line now because you know because of course the jeffrey dahmer netflix series had like sort of like this big craze at the towards the end of last year when we're recording this in 2023 like back in 2022 like sort of mid to late 2022 yeah there was a netflix series that was kind of like a fictionalized version of it almost but yeah that was that went that went popular and so like 
And so, yeah, that yeah, line. Apparently, had, the dude won an Emmy for playing Jeffrey Dahmer, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Which I, some some families of victims were not particularly pleased with. Yeah, I could see. I could see why. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. But it's interesting because um. Had we would have had we watched this like a year ago, that line probably wouldn't have had as much meaning as it does now, which I think is it. Which I think well, I thought was interesting. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer was fresh in everyone's minds at that point. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. So w- with it being a movie predicting the future, um, there is some things that are just impossible um to get right. Like th- you're not going to get everything right when you're predicting the future, and. The two big ones that stood out uh, to me was the fact that they were saying um, they kept referencing the big earthquake that had hit California in 2010. Of course, I guess that's well, more. Sci- well, yeah. yeah, scientists have been saying that a uh, big one is eventually going to hit. And California right. is going to be kind of fucked. And yeah. Warren that- Zevon even referenced it in a song in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's I guess what they're referencing too. Yeah, cuz cuz there really hasn't been like they there have been some big earthquakes, but nothing to um nothing like on the scale of the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. Well, the closest right? one that one that happened was like 1989 during the World Series that year in Oakland. Oh, right. Actually, I think they were in San mm-hmm. Francisco cuz it was uh, mm-hmm. it was actually a series between the San Francisco Giants and the Oakland Athletics, so Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing like there. There's like footage on, um, I believe it was like ABC when they were covering oh, yeah, that they baseball were bro- game. Yeah, they were broadcasting the World Series. Uh, Al Michaels, who was calling the baseball game, all of a sudden had to turn into news reporter. Right. Yeah. Just instantly. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. That's insane. Um, and um, yeah, I don't know. And I and I guess and they and they keep saying that a major earthquake like that is imminent apparently any day now. Um, supposedly because it's. I, I I think oh just because of that yeah. fault line it's just right can it's happen just, at any time right yeah well yeah and that's yeah because that's the biggest part right because they, yeah they're right n- near that fault line yeah that's that's co- sort of the big thing right um but the other uh, but the other thing um I mean and, well I, and I guess the other thing too I'll mention too is that um I suppose they were kind of close because you know because they had that there was that big tsunami that hit japan in like 2011 yes, if you'll recall yes, Fukushima, yes right yeah yeah so i mean kind of close not exactly but i don't know i mean yeah that was the that was like the closest parallel i could put to that being true but still yeah it didn't really hit california that much so yeah another thing that they definitely got wrong arnold schwarzenegger arnold schwarzenegger was never president Unless uh, unless he runs in unless he runs this upcoming election cycle or in twenty twenty eight. Well, remember <laughs> they would they would still have to change the constitution for that. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Didn't they say they were on? Um, yeah. I, the sixty third amendment. I believe. Yeah. Was. Right. Yeah. And it's like yeah they oh, that was another thing that got dead wrong is like I don't know what Congress they thought was going to be getting things done oh, remember, amendment wise. It's not only remember with a. As far as amendments to the Constitution, you have to have two thirds of you have to have two thirds of Congress and like something like two thirds of the states ratifying it as well. 
Right, right, so right. So it is very purposely very hard to get a constitutional amendment to go on. Right, yeah, sure, yeah. So already, and, and that's besides the fact that we're or that we're living in such a time where that something like that would be very hard to pull off. You also, know, some something else that I just wonder that kind of hit me is like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, VC San Angeles, but is everywhere else in the United States kind of the same way? Yeah, that's interesting. I I would have to assume probably yes, but I don't know. I mean, hmm, that's an interesting one. Yeah, because cause we don't really see anywhere outside of uh, you know that area. But yeah, I would assume that yeah. I would assume that maybe um some of those cultures. I mean, I don't know. It's like it, it it's one of those situations where like some things that probably weren't acceptable in the seventies out East, what were considered acceptable now type of situation. And so maybe some of that stuff would sort of, you know, transition across state lines after some time, maybe, maybe it was a little different than, than it was in this story. But I mean, that's kind of my theory because yeah, cause we don't really know for sure. So, cause it yeah, is kind of centered what's going in on 2032 and the rest of the United States, they very much centered it on this one little area. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, uh, so unless, yeah, so unless Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, runs, uh, runs in 2024, 2028, this will not become true. Although, I mean, Trump ran, so nothing is impossible, right? <laughs> the thing is, he was born in the U.S., so he could do that, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Not oh. that a lot of us want him to. But... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Duh. Because remember, forgot. Arnold Schwarzenegger is from, was not naturally born. That's he was, right. He's from Austria. That's right. why they had to say something about the uh, an amendment that changed that. Right. Well, yeah, I guess I guess presumably one of those um 63 amendments that they put into law. Well, was, they said was specifically that. the 63rd amendment. I don't know if that's the last one, if they have many, many more amendments. Yeah, true, true, true. Um so I do have some other gripes about this movie. In particular, um, and, and this is kind of just, I, I'll admit, this is a personal annoyance for me, and this is me just ranting about this, but it's very annoying to try and cover a movie that has a lot of fight scenes in it, because because <laughs> as I say in every episode that we cover fight scenes on on this show, it's like, what what more what more can I say to add to the conversation? Like, yeah, the a fight scene happened. Like, go watch the movie if you want to watch the fight scene, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I guess the only thing that makes it somewhat unique is that it's supposed to be in a setting where fights don't generally happen. Right. And yet <laughs> this movie has a lot of them, right? Like, oh, yes. um, I don't know. I don't know if it's fair to say that it's close to, I, I, I feel like it's like close to half the movie. Is, I, it feels like his fight scenes. Maybe I'm a little, maybe I'm exaggerating slightly there, but I don't know, Bob, it seemed like it was. I mean, half- it is. Yeah, I mean they did use this as sort of a backdrop for a lot of action, a lot of fights, and yeah. I mean, not to say that I didn't enjoy the the fight scenes because as a viewer, I loved it. Right, like I enjoyed watching them as a, as a viewer, as a film critic, or whatever you want to call me. However, yeah. it makes it incredibly difficult to put a podcast together well, talking I, about I that did, movie. <laughs> I did see on Wikipedia where reviews were apparently mixed for this film, but it made a good amount of money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe that was maybe that was part of it. Maybe I don't know. Um, 
but uh, yeah, and 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 I and I I understand. I I will I will I I I understand that you know that's is not a normal reaction to those fight scenes. Just to criticize the like again, like I said, as a viewer, I enjoyed it. All right, it's just I have a personal grievance oh, with yeah, it I because mean, of putting a like show the together. Terrible fight scenes. Oh, sure, a- absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Here's another. Uh, here's another random uh, thing. Like, why? Why is there live ammo that not only somehow works in the guns that are on display in the museum, but the fact that there is even ammo in the guns on display at the museum in the first place? Why? I uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like whose idiotic decision that the museum was that? <laughs> I don't know, maybe ridiculous. they think it well although they seem to think that that their defenses for that were impenetrable and then turns out you just gotta throw a guy through the plexiglass or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, as uh as as they demonstrated, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um but uh, but speaking of uh speaking of Phoenix, uh he he's able to easily get out of the handcuffs. With and it turns out the password is just teddy bear. That's it. Like that's a pretty bad password. Like come on, police department. That's a bad password. At the same time, he somehow got it. Like I guess in his mind or whatever, along with all of the other rehabilitation program stuff that they put yeah. In their I mean, I guess Doctor Raymond could have programmed it into him, maybe because he also has like an override code that he knows too. Like overrides the fact that he's able to do computers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And also, also, you know, extracting his eyeball to unlock the cell because it's uh, using eye tracking. Ugh, ugh, oh, honestly, not the first movie I've seen that sort of. Oh, I know, but still, it ma- it made me wince. Like I was like, ugh, ugh, no. <laughs> or, or cutting off a hand to uh, do a handprint. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this. So Dr. Raymond and Phoenix's relationship is kind of an interesting one for me because you know instantly that something is sus when, you know, when Phoenix has like a very different response in front of Dr. Raymond um, as opposed uh, to everyone else. He doesn't else. shoot him on sight. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he doesn't really shoot him on sight, right? Like, you know, when he's front of in front of him and his assistant, he's acting way different around them. And I guess if you really think about it, it seems to me that it seems to reason that Dr. Raymond is the true bad guy or the evil guy in this story. And I wonder if oh, he's absolutely and I feel like he's just using Phoenix to accomplish his goal. Right. Like well, yeah, at the end of I the day, think, I think it, I think it was actually explained that he along with all of the other rehab stuff they do in the cryo prison, they also made it so he wouldn't shoot a uh, cocktail. Right. And he, well, and, and, and everyone seems to have this like sort of respect for him, I guess, because they got him, they got it. They got everyone to the, like, he's presumably the hero that fixed civilization, quote unquote, I guess. And yeah, that's, we don't, yeah, they, they're very scant on the details on how exactly he did that. Did he get right? Just kind of elect himself, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, but, and, and that's what's weird to me, too, is that, like, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out, like, you know, like, why would he make some people evil and want to destroy everything and some people good and learning how to sew while frozen, like, in the case of, uh, uh-huh. in the case of our main well, character, Spartan it. there? Well, he did it because he wanted, because he felt Simon Phoenix could 
get rid of Edgar Friendly, remember? Yeah. Well, and um, well, and and it's something that he learned like while he was frozen too, which is which is an interesting thing too. So yeah, I don't know, but uh, but we'll but we'll end with some of my favorite moments of this film because Sandra Bullock's one-liners were amazing in this film when she kept <laughs> misinterpreting everything that uh that she, that uh that she was being told uh, by um by uh Spartan. Why do I keep forgetting his name? Jesus, but uh, but. But every time, uh, but but it, it, you know, it's like <laughs> I lo- well, this wasn't a uh, this wasn't a line screw up, but I love that line. Like, will you dump some hormones when the when the two guys are <laughs> fighting with each other? Like that that was amazing. You know, instead of kicking ass, apparently he licked ass, which is <laughs> 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 which is an unfortunate slip up, right? And uh, yeah, one of my personal favorites. You could take this job and shovel it. <laughs> it's like eh, close enough. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, yeah. And then of course, you know, they have that um, that kiss at the end, and he, and she's like, "Are all fluid transmissions like this?" And I'm like, "You're really still thinking about this in terms of that context, really?" Okay. <laughs> she she enjoyed it though, I guess, which is all what really matters. So, <laughs> um. And also the I love the I love that the commercial I love commercial jingles just in general and the fact that the music had been has basically been somehow wiped I yeah. guess in the earthquake yeah yeah that is the oldie stations yeah that makes me wonder what what counts for current music there yeah right well it doesn't seem it didn't it didn't even seem like they had current music because they um the guy that when they were in this like dark tunnel was just humming one of the commercial jingles while they were walking through that <laughs> yes. tunnel, right? So I I think that's just the only station they have. Like that's the only conclusion I can come up with, I guess. So <laughs> But yeah, man, that's But uh this was a great movie. So uh so Bob uh, before I get to before I get to my rating and before I talk about what I thought about this movie, overall with a thumbs up, thumbs down rating. Thumbs up, thumbs down rating. It's a thumbs up. I mean, it's a nice big dumb action movie. Yeah, man. Yeah. So thumbs up from you. With some, yeah. with some, with some, you know, you, you know, careful, careful when people offer utopia kids. Yeah. Careful what you wish for. Yeah. 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 Uh, I am, I'm going to give it a thumbs up as well. And I think, you know, because mo- most of my complaints on this, I feel like are just either fairly universal or because I'm, you know, selfish and I'm putting a, sh- try to put a show together, like related, like, that, those were some of some of my main complaints overall though i thought it was a fantastic movie i enjoyed it i thought it was a pretty unique story that they were telling so yeah i i enjoyed it a lot so yeah thumbs up for me man this is this is a great movie man uh bob this is such a wonderful uh conversation man thank you so much for joining me man and uh no this problem. is so much fun uh um um let the folks know where they can follow you online if they so desire well, I mean, the main place is probably going to be twitter.com slash Bob Cali, B-O-B-C-A-L-L-I. I mean, mm-hmm. get my occasional musings there. I mean, I don't say too much there, but yeah, yeah, that's where it's my main social media of choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as it's still around. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you're still uh, you're still on the Twitter ship as of right now. Yeah, I'm I'm going down with the sinking ship, too, man. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, yeah. You can start here. Celine Young singing in the background. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. But yeah, for, for now, follow him over there on Twitter, man. Uh, at Bob Cali. 
Of course, I do a watch party for each of the movies that we review on this show. If you want to watch the movie with myself and fellow listeners, you can do so by joining the conversation in our Discord. That's at discord.cinemavention.com. We have so many people talking in there um, all the time as well about all the movies we cover there. So it's a great place to leave feedback as well. But if you can't make it to the watch party, don't you worry because we have it available on demand exclusively to everyone who supports the show over at patreon.com slash is one Thank you to everyone who continues to help support this show. Very, very much appreciate it. Don't forget that I am live twice a week playing games with the community on my Twitch over at twitch.tv slash is one If you want an email address to send in your thoughts and feedback, the email address is email at cinemavention.com. And if you want to see all the previous movies I've covered on this show, check out cinemavention.com. Music has been provided by Kevin McLeod. You can check out his work at incompetech.com. And I know I said it last week, but this time I mean it. We'll be back next week to discuss the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark. We'll be joined by uh, by Captain Jack on that movie. And, and I can't wait to talk about this movie with him. And until then, we'll see you next time. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>